Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to another edition of Centurion Faith, the podcast that helps the believer in Jesus to seek the kind of faith that makes him marvel. I want to just um, thank you if you're a first-time listener for tuning in um, to this podcast. The title of the podcast, Centurion Faith, uh, came about because there's only one place in the Bible where somebody had faith that made Jesus marvel. It says in Hebrews eleven six, without faith, it's impossible to please God because anyone who comes to God must not only believe that he exists, but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So we know without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's the one thing that really gets God going is faith. He loves when you show faith in him and then subsequently the faith of him provided by his Holy Spirit. So that's why I created this podcast to help us to move into faith. The centurion had a faith that literally said made Jesus marvel. And what did he do to make Jesus marvel? This is a Roman centurion. He was a heathen and, and hated by the people um, of, of uh, first century Palestine and, and uh, hated by the Jewish people because they were under the tyranny of Rome. And yet this guy had faith that made Jesus marvel. And Jesus went on to say, and you can find this in Matthew chapter 8 and then also in Luke chapter 7, two, two uh, accounts of the same instance where a century, this Roman centurion came to Jesus because his servant was at home sick and grievously tormented from palsy. And he said, you know, he told, he told Jesus this and he, he uh, asked if Jesus could heal him. And he said, come on, let's go, Jesus was always ready, willing, and able to heal. And this this man saw that and recognized that and had faith in Jesus. And uh, he said, but Lord, you don't have to walk all the way to my house. He said, but just speak the word only and my servant will be healed. He said, for I am a man under authority. He said, I say to one man, go, and he goes. I say to another man, come, and he comes. I say to another, do, and he does. When Jesus heard this, said it says in the Bible that he marveled at this man's faith. And he said, I've never seen such great faith. No, not in all of Israel, meaning like all the church at that time, all the people of faith. He said, I've never seen faith like this. And that's just amazing to me that, that he, and it says he marveled at the man's faith. So we would love to have, if we know faith is, is the only thing that pleases God, Hebrews eleven six. And then also Romans uh, 14, 23 said that anything that's not of faith is sin. That's amazing. Anything that's not driven by faith, we can consider sin. So that's pretty far reaching. I, I would say Jesus really funnels us down to our faith, our faith in him, and then subsequently the faith of Jesus when we receive him as Lord and Savior, we're given the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit's job is to glorify Christ in us to other people to lead us and guide us internally to where we should go and to walk and talk and be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears of Jesus. We are the body of Christ. And it's amazing because we have the Holy Spirit now revealing the faith of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, glorifying Jesus in us. Colossians 1, 2, 7 says it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. This is the hope that people are looking for 
And I know this seems like a big responsibility and it almost, I know to the religious mind, it seems like blasphemy, but I'm just telling you what the word of God says, what Jesus says throughout the scriptures. One thing I can promise you is that everything that I teach on this podcast, I can just back up with dozens, if not hundreds of scriptures, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We let scripture verify scripture in our ministry. So I thank you for tuning in today. I have a really simple, short message for you. As um, my pastor, mentor, and friend, Reverend Fred, often says, I have a popcorn message for you, a quick message. And this is going to be so simple that uh, it will take a team of theologians to complicate it and a team of religious people to wreck it. And this message I have for you today is called Love God by Loving People. Love God by Loving People. And... We know that Jesus uh, says in, in Matthew uh, 22, 37, you know, a te- teacher comes to him and asks him, which is the greatest commandment? And keep in mind, he's not just referring to the Ten Commandments, but there's a lot of commandments in the Old Testament. In Leviticus, there's 613 Levitical laws, which were designed to help keep help people to keep the original Ten Commandments, because we couldn't keep those, so we had to make more laws, 613 Levitical laws. And then uh, through Judaism, the Jewish people came up with 2,000-plus border laws, they call them, or fence laws. So as we saw, we couldn't keep the original Ten Commandments. Then we had to make more laws to try to keep the commandments. And and, And the law just keeps on increasing and morphing because obviously we cannot keep these commandments without God's help. And so anyway, when when Jesus is asked by this teacher of the law, which commandment is the greatest, he says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. He basically gives two commandments, to love God and to love others. And how can we, 1 John says, how can we love God who we can't see? Well, we do it by loving our brother who we can see. In Genesis 1, verse 27, and think of Colossians 1, 2, 7 as two points of reference. But in the beginning of the Bible, um, Genesis 1, 2, 7, it talks about how we're created in the image of God. And it was God's idea to create us in his image. The Trinity was there right at the beginning of creation. Say, let us create man in our image and give him dominion over all the beasts of the earth, all the animals and all, over all the earth. It's amazing, but Jesus said essentially that we can love God by loving people, loving someone who's created in his image, someone tangible that we can see and who has a need. And certainly we know today that uh, there there is no lack of need out there in this world. There are people that are weary, without rest, broken, hurting. So there's no lack of, of opportunity to show people the love of God through the Holy Spirit that's in us and to show show them that Christ is still alive, he's risen, and he lives in us, and we can help people with our words and deeds, just like Jesus did. The summation of Jesus' entire ministry is found in Acts 10.38, and it said this Jesus of Nazareth, who was anointed with God, uh, anointed by God with the Holy Spirit and with power, he went around doing good, and healing all 
who were sick and oppressed of the devil because God was with them. Jesus modeled for us what it looks like to walk in union with him. So we can do this today. He said that he had to go to the cross. He had to shed his blood for the remission of sins, past, present, future. 1 John 2, 2 says he was the, the atoning sacrifice. The propitiation is the word, but it means atoning sacrifice, not only for our sins, but the sins of the entire world. So Jesus had to go to the cross, shed his blood for the forgiveness of all the acts of sin. And then he hung on the cross and dealt with our sin nature, the old man, as the Bible refers to it. And the, the blood of Jesus dealt with our acts of sin and the cross dealt with our sin nature, the sin factory where sin is produced in that old nature. And he dealt with that. It was a spiritual crucifixion as well as a, as a, as a physical one. So anyway, Jesus said that had to happen so that he could send us the Holy Spirit. He said, it's better for you that I go away. And this is in John 16, 7. Because unless I go away, I can't send you the comforter, the Holy Spirit. And uh, he explains, this is how this thing's going to go down until he returns. Believers today walk in that Holy Spirit. I would say most believers don't really realize or don't recognize what they have in them through their faith in Christ. They have the faith of Christ through the Holy Spirit. And so we're commanded to love one another. That is the royal commandment found in the scriptures. I'm going to read some other um, scriptures that say the same thing. I've actually got dozens here. I wish I could give these all to you. But Romans 13, 8 through 10 is a great uh, scripture that I want to read to you real quick. And again, remember the theme of this is love God by loving people. Um, and anyway, Romans 13, 8 uh, through 10 says, Owe no man anything but to love one another, for he that loves another has fulfilled the law. See, love is the fulfillment of the law. For this, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet. And if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, that you should love your neighbor as yourself. Love works no ill towards its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. So there Paul goes back into the Old Testament, refers to the Ten Commandments, or at least the Ten Commandments that refer to our treatment of other people. And he said, it's all summed up by loving others. Loving people is a summation of God's law. That's amazing to me that that's the fulfillment of the law. First John 323. Three. I'm going to flip over to that real quick. And again, I've got dozens of these. There's hundreds that say the same thing. 1 John 323 three says, I'm going to start actually in 322. Whatever we ask, talking about prayer, we receive because we keep his commandments. Again, this isn't referring to the Ten Commandments, right? And we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he's given us commandment. In other words, love again is the fulfilling of God's law. Galatians 6.2 says, bear with one another in your burdens and therefore fulfill the law of Christ. Who's, whose burden can you share today by stopping and ministering to them? Brothers and sisters, I'm telling you, 
that there are dozens of scriptures. First uh, John four seven, Second John five six, First John four twelve, Colossians three twelve, Philippians two thirteen. Read First Corinthians thirteen. The whole chapter that you hear read at weddings is is about love, and it says that without love, we're just like a clanging cymbal or a resounding gong. We're just a noisemaker in 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 this in this faith walk if we don't love people love is the fulfillment of the law and the the bad news good news in this whole thing the bad news is that we are completely in and of ourselves in our flesh we're completely incapable of loving other people with god's kind of love but thankfully we're not only we're, 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 some people say, well, I'm only human. No, you're also human, but you're also born again in your spirit. And when we walk in the spirit, we disregard the, the, the acts of the flesh, the things that get us in trouble. When we decide and when we, we believe what God says in his word, that he sent us his Holy Spirit, and we believe that we have the spirit of the resurrected Savior living in us and leading us and guiding us, and we believe this by faith, we can minister and love people. And love is messy too. It, it just goes out of its way. It does things like calling somebody who you know you're gonna be talking to for an hour or stopping by to see somebody or stopping in the middle of your day today and just encouraging somebody with a few words, slowing down your pace, and loving that person. When you purpose to do this, when you start your day each morning with the word of God, with some time in prayer with God and in his word, and just to ask him to lead you and guide you today, wherever you go, lead you and guide you with purpose and passion, his purpose. And his purpose is to love whoever you run into, to just take time to give him a simple, kind word of encouragement, or maybe some provision, a little bit of money if they need money, or whatever their material need is, you can meet it. You have the ability to pray with people and see them get healed. Keep in mind, you can't heal a gnat. You can't do anything in and of yourself, but when you lift them up to the Lord, he longs to heal them. He longs to bless them. And you'll see this and they'll see this and, they'll, and you'll both be blessed. So as you go out today, just remember we can love God by loving whoever we run into today. My prayer for you is that you see that you have the Holy Spirit living in you, leading you and guiding you in Jesus' name. Go today, brothers. Love God and love people.